I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Extra Ketchup. So, yeah, it's our um, fourth year anniversary episode. And you finally brought Extra Ketchup for us here. Yeah, I know. Jeez, we've been asking this entire time. (laughs) Well, um, Mikey might remember last year when we did Ron McDonald House um, with Matt from The Drunk and the Ugly. And uh, shortly after that one, he was like, man, you know what you guys should do after this? Extra ketchup. I was like, what is that? And we'll get on that immediately. <laughs> we'll get on that immediately. But as with everything in our show, we kind of lose track or scheduling issues. Or I decide to save it for special occasions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we will have a little bit later uh, a word from our sponsor. Um <laughs> a Matt from the Trunk of the Ugly and Ugly Talk. But uh, first we will, yeah, we're going to be doing Extra Ketchup uh, by Slime Beast. Uh, it is on slimepeast.com. Um, Slime Beast has also been doing um, actually an archiving website of his own for uh, Creepypastas. Is that not this one? No, uh, well, slimebeast.com is for his, most of, mostly oh, okay. his stories and stuff, but he does allow, like, I think... He does accept other stories, like on his uh, on like the forum he has there. Mm-hmm. But fear fearfic.com, which is his other the other site, uh, is basically for archiving and posting uh, old and new creepypastas, so that they don't get like edited or they don't get like basically for posterity, so they don't like vanish. posterity. Damn Pasta. you! <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that is kind of. Good. Damn it. That should be the tagline. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Saving creepy things for posterity. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, Slime Beast. He might, he will probably end up listening to this. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, basically the reason why Matt suggested this one was because it was like, well, we did a really, really crappy <laughs> pasta about, uh, about well, I think that we did a really bad job re- reviewing this one so we'll do a really bad job reviewing this one no um, I mean yes but no because okay. um, uh, that was apparently was from what Matt told me where that one was like long and kind of what was confusing and weird and kind of broken the story itself um, yeah the story Ron McDonald House uh, Extra Ketchup was a Good story, or like with somebody who knows like creepypasta very well, and so like yeah, so we'll go into this then with that in mind. Uh, so extra ketchup. I guess there's no I guess there's no named narrator. I guess it is narrator. It's narrator man. Yeah. Um, uh, he has a friend named Pete, and Pete is a bit of an unlikable fellow. Peter. Um, Peter. Pete. He got, he mentions Pete. He calls him Pete a couple times. Mm. He starred uh, in the latest Deadpool yeah. movie. <laughs> Way to date us. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, he's got a bit of a, a weirdness to him. Um, basically, he can't finish a, a story, uh, or like he leaves information out of a story, so that he can have this like zinger one-liner, or this like like this kind of like zinger thing. As like, oh well, like when you ask him, like when you want more information from his stories, he's like, well, it's no fun if I if I just tell you. 
And then he thinks um, that's hilarious. Yeah, and he, he just gets, like dies. And, and like usually people will go and check out the thing that he's talking about, and they'll be super disappointed. And basically, they just stop being his friend. Yes. Uh, and our narrator, narrator man, is the only person that's really even like stuck around him because he's been able to like not fall into that trap. Yeah. Until now, um, where he's uh, going on a trip to uh, see a girl he met online. Um, and Peter's happens to know a couple of the roads they uh, he tra- he's traveling. So he's like, "Oh, oh, I know where to, you should go on the way there. You should go to this place called Honkers. It's it's crazy. It's got like good food and whatnot. And the the character uh, the the people there uh, dress up like. And then he just like stops. And he's well, like, never uh-huh. guess what they're wearing. And it's like, what do you mean? Oh no! Sh- oh. And he's like, you know, it's no fun if I don't tell if I just tell you. Mm-hmm. And so, um. He decides to go check it out to see if his friendship is, is worth it, even though like he's, he's the only one that's stuck, stuck around Peter. Yes. And so he, on his trip down, he decides to go down that Bridgestone Road, which is what he uh, what was uh, in his notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't find a whole lot. It's like a, just a rural road. And then he finally... Yeah, he, he, like, on the directions, there were some call-outs that he said before the restaurant, but he didn't see them along yeah. the way. Yeah, just as he's about to give up, basically, uh, he sees a sign... Uh, that says honkers, and he goes in, and it's this pristine, clean McDonald's ripoff um, restaurant by the looks of it, like clown themed. Uh, and there's like only another car there, like compact car. So he parks, goes in, and everyone there, like all the employees, are dressed up as clowns and are super like happy, and they're like honk honk, welcome to honkers. Um, mm-hmm. And he uh, goes to the cashier named uh, whose name tag says uh, Fun Size. Mm-hmm. Or fun sized. It's just fun sized. No, fun sized. Yeah, fun size. And um, they ask if he, uh, what, if they would like the big top burger, and uh, he asks her about it, and says, gives us like long dry tribe, or like long ingredient list, and then kind of they kind of act funny and weird. Um, and there's a guy in the back in like kitchen, like this big rough guy. Um, that's like a lot less cheery than the rest of the employees. Yeah, but he gets his burger. Um, he makes it, places the order, um, and gets uh, and like asks for some extra ketchup. And the guy in the back is like, "No ketchup, no! Don't you dare give him any ketchup!" <laughs> after some poking, after some like kind of prodding about like wanting some extra ketchup. Um, narrator man decides, okay, I'm just gonna back off and go get uh, go eat my food. Um, he's kind of getting a little irritable about like the service here. And then he, uh, as he's eating the food, uh, notices a trucker, or a truck sh- uh, shows up, uh, but they never come inside. And then just as he's finishing his sandwich, he, like, bites into something and, like, it, like, jabs him, like, in the gums, like, something sharp. He spits it out, and it's like, oh, and then you hear in the background, like, in the kitchen, it's like, oh, like, he, uh, like, well, what not, he's better not complain about the food. And then he just kind of gets a little, like, what, what, you know, screw this. It's like... And then he calls out, uh, calls them out on like the food and how shitty it is and how he just like bit into something sharp. And don't worry, I'm not going to sue. Like kind of taunting him. And then the guy just kind of breaks open the door. He turns out he's this giant like massive muscle, um, like no neck to speak of, just mm-hmm. a brick wall um, mm-hmm. in a clown suit covered in like ketchup stains and whatnot on an apron. And he's just fuming like the fucking Hulk. <laughs> So, uh, narrator man, like, gets, like, just runs for the door, apologizing, gets outside, 
uh, gets to his car, is like kind of jingling and stuff like that, and then hears something from the uh, the the truck, like like somebody's knocking on the inside of this truck that says refrigerated meat delivery mm-hmm. uh, for honkers, and this big obese trucker in a, cl- in a with a clown nose and uh, comes out and like bashes on the door after looking at him to kind of quiet down the knocking. And this kind of draws our character in to go to follow him uh, cautiously to, around to the back of the truck, where as he's opening it and like gets a peek inside before the guy notices and then slams it shut. And he in that in that moment he sees that the entire back of the truck is packed with ch- children dead and alive, like kidnapped children. Yeah, like floor to ceiling. Yeah, floor to ceiling. Not not sitting around, not crowded. They're packed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just runs into the uh, like runs to his car, zooms out, um, freaking the hell out. Tries to call the cops. Um, they he gets he gets the words honkers out, and the cops basically dismiss it because it didn't work the first hun- uh, the first hundred times. It's not going to work now. This this is a shitty practical joke. This is illegal. You can do, uh, uh, you can get arrested for this kind of thing. Yeah. And then hangs up. And it's like, what? People, this place has been like reported a hundred times and nothing's happened about it? And so, um, he, he calls up his buddy, Pete, and is like, what the hell, man? You told me, you told me, you sent me to Honkers, like, on Bridgestone Road. It's like, wait, what? No. Like, Honkers is like, a, a, it's about, a, and it's all about these clowns and these, uh, that tried to kill me. And it's like, what? No, the Honkers is a, uh, is like Hooters, except they're topless. And it's all not on Bridgestone Road, it's on Stonebridge Road. And that's where he, like, stops, like, the car in, uh, off to the side of a cornfield. And is just, um, dying, like, like, laughing hysterically. Because... He now gets to tell the joke that his friend has gotten to tell all those times mm-hmm. um, as a comeback for 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 this. Because he knows he's going to ask him what happened. He's exactly, going to be like, yeah. well, well, it's no fun, fun if I, I don't tell you. you. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. Um, so, I guess with our... We'll go with our obligatory grammar Nazisms. So, because um, there were a few... After a few separate conversations with Peter, um, and really that one was just separate, was spelled wrong. Um, it was separate, not separ- separate. It was, mis- it was an E, not an A. Yeah, okay. Um, the other one, the next one is just that um, regarding, oh yeah, I, I didn't mention in the rundown, but um, Peter did have a chance with some girl, but because he did the his thing, his, his weirdness, and sent her to a place that basically made her like sick for a month. Yeah. Um, the relationship ended soon after. Well, I think soon after has to be separated. Like the, it's soon and after. Were they together as one? Yeah, I think that's a separate word, or they have to be separate words. Pretty sure. Did Did Google Docs tell you? Yeah, Google Docs did tell me. <laughs> that's how he finds all of these. <laughs> not, not always. <laughs> not always. Oh sure. Um, but yeah, is it like a situation like thereafter? Isn't that one word? Yeah. Yeah. So would soon after be a word? Would it be? It's the same kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um, but it, it's one of those things where it may or may not be a word. Yeah. Um, it's not a glaring typo. Yeah. It's nitpicky. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Look into the nitpick nook. I know, again. I've been, I've been in the nitpick nook a lot. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Just All moving right, in. Well. Push this right out. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta push it. Is that? Push it. It's over, guys. <laughs> no, you just have it. <laughs> 
I'll just sit on your chair. Ah, oh, nice, and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one is, um, Peter had driven some of the same road I was taking and was itching to tell me about this restaurant he'd found. So I think it has to, it sh- should say, like, this is one I just picked up when I was reading it. I think it should say, Peter had driven some of the same roads I was taking. Depends if he's taking a, a long road to get mostly there. If it's some huge... That's true. Like it could be like the I ninety or whatever, like yeah, the, or yeah. like a major high, uh, interstate highway kind of thing. Well, and it is on the way to where he's going. Yeah. So he might have only driven to that location and not all the way that he was. Planning yeah, to I'll continue. give you that. Um, it was just like when I was reading, I was like, I had to read it a couple times to make sure if it sounded right. And to me, it sounded better if it was roads, but road would also make sense. Because generally speaking, you take. It, if at all possible, when you're going a long distance, you take one road, like a highway, and yeah. zoom, zoom down. That's kind of what I got out of it. All right, fair. Uh, For a moment, I considered at some point telling him I'd been there just to see what he said. So, for that one, it's at the very end, um, just to see what he'd say. I felt was yeah. better would be the better choice for that. Yeah. And then the next one is, uh, it seemed odd to have Muttlipple, uh, people waiting to serve so few customers. Muttlipple? Uh, it's just the L is in the wrong spot in the multiple. Oh. Mm. It's supposed to be multiple people. There um, could be Muttlipple people there. People yeah. there. How Muttlipple. do you know? No. Is that like dog people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little dog people, specifically. Oh Oh, yeah, little, little little dog people dressed in clown outfits. There you go. Oh my god, that's a mask on. Yeah. Um, and the next one is I could see inside for only a moment before he tuned back, so I just turned back. Um, yeah. No, no, he he, he tuned back the radio, <laughs> but he wasn't near the radio. <laughs> or he tuned his direction of. Paying attentionness away from the counter, he tuned himself but back okay, to. This, so this back is where he's out in the par- in the parking lot, like what, like checking, oh. like checking oh. on the guy by the, the end of the truck. So he's outside at the back of the truck mm-hmm. as the guy's closing the door. Or maybe he tuned back to reality at that point. Yeah. Or it's just a typo. Yeah, or it's just a typo. Yeah, <laughs> that's a simpler explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then this one's partially a, a, a grammar Nazi and also just like a thought I had while I was like adding it. Sir, this wasn't funny the first hundred times it was called an in. So it just has to be that there's like an it between called and in. It just has to be one. Mm-hmm. But also, I got a, I really like this. Like for me, this got me gave me a really good sense of dread realization that while many others have called in and the cops either don't care or have been led to believe that any recall regarding this place called Honkers is a prank. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds to the character's helplessness and gives a bit more direness to the situation. Like, he's trying to call... It's it's kind of like a, a, an age-old trope for horror movies where you try calling the cops and they just don't believe you or they've mm-hmm. been told... It's, it's been done told a bunch of times so they just... It's like the boy who cried wolf kind of scenario. Yeah. Because I'm assuming what happened the first couple of times I got called in, they tried to find the place and they couldn't find it. Yeah, exactly. Since apparently Bridgestone doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, honkers. I thought you'd get a kick out of it, 
because all they were all wearing no shirts. Um, and it should be, um, I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Hmm. So, out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I didn't catch these. I we was, should read them on Google prior. <laughs> no, prior to midnight, I'm saying. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, that also helped. Yeah. And again, like, these are, like, very nitpick and just, like, Again, I found most of these on like Google Docs. Um, I did actually reread the story last night, um, like on their on his website, mm-hmm. um, just to like get a refresher. And I did pick up another one, but I can't remember what it was. Shoot, but um, you got enough already. Keep going. Yeah. So again, like it's just like it's just silly grammar Nazi nitpicky stuff. So uh, and that's my notes. Actually, that's my grammar Nazisms. So Mikey, the E stands for evil. Um. Well. Knowing that the author was Slime Beast, I sort of turned off my brain and didn't find any grammar Nazis. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Are you serial? I mean, to be fair, like, those aren't, like, that was the bulk of the ones I found. And it wasn't, like, they weren't that bad. So, like... They're just mistakes. For a 12-page story, because, again, Google Docs, uh, when I went to, re- when I went to take my notes, mm-hmm. it was, like, about 12 pages there, so... Okay. So you, you actually didn't find any? No. No, he just turned off his Did brain. Did you purposefully overlook them? I, I turned off my brain. Part of it that looks for Nazism. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. You don't want to hunt Nazis? That's fine, but... <laughs> well, I don't want to become the Nazi that gets hunted. Uh, I yeah, because that's what happens to grammar Nazis. That's true. Yes. But we're calling out the Nazis for what they are. So no, we we're not calling them. out the Nazis. We're being Nazis by by calling out the grammar issues. Hey, we're referring to these as grammar Nazis, <laughs> so I'm directing it that way. Okay, well, you're you're kind I'm of wrong. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, you're, you're, you're grammar Nazing my yes. grammar Nazi. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. So it's like there's this part of the show that's critically silly. <laughs> like ninety eight percent of the show. <laughs> well, since you guys got it, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, um, the first one, I uh, I just feel like it might have been a little easier if it was written a different way. Okay. Um, it's when describing Peter. Nobody who met him didn't like him. At least they, until they actually got to know him. So like, Wait, nobody who didn't like him? Nobody who met him okay. didn't like him. Okay, I thought... So it's a double negative kind of deal? Right. Yeah. So I'm like... So out of the people who didn't meet him, they didn't like him. Like it, it's weird. So yeah. it'd be way easier if it's just everyone who met him liked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember reading that and then not putting it in my notes. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for your help. <laughs> Such a contribution. See what he what he saved all his notes for actual thoughts about the story. Oh, until we get around to him, and he's like, I have no actual notes. <laughs> I would be very disappointed. If that's He's looking at a white screen there. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, well, um, okay, the only other one I have is um, the road was empty except for me, so I slowed down to a crawl just to see if the place was still there, ellipses, and if it was there. I kind of feel like it's saying the same thing twice. Yeah. It's saying if it's there and if it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you kind of only need one or just go... Slow down to a crawl just to see if the place was actually there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that it repeats itself. And that's all I got. Oh, okay. 
Uh, all right, then I guess into actual thoughts. So this one, I actually, I just, I had to take down this this uh, set of lines because there was a there was a. Growing... I don't look. I don't like that you're looking at two pieces of paper at the same time. <laughs> there, was, there, was a, there was a growing theme I had as I was like, and maybe it's because I have a bias against or like a uh, a bias against uh, clowns. <laughs> this is the first time that you're like holding your notes and like the first page is drooping over because well, you're holding it, them together. It's not that long. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a full page. It looks like you're about to like read some it's huge scripture. <laughs> okay. So okay. I chuckled at the absurd length of the memorized statement. I studied her once again. She was one of the short. Si- she was on the short side, uh, and her name tag read "fun size." I'm sorry. What's on that again? Two ridiculous large patties, our special fun sauce: lettuce, pickles, onions, mushrooms, and great gooey gobs of glorious golden cheese. Yes, even on the way to meet a girl I thought I was falling in love with, I still felt like flirting a little. Now faster, and then she does it faster because I'm. I cannot do that. I cannot <laughs> read that fast out loud. Um, and then, and then he uh, goes. Uh, she, she really knew her stuff. Now backwards. As soon as I made that the outlandish, incredibly rude demand, she obeyed. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what came out of her mouth, but the strange backward speak sounded pretty much like she was reciting the exact routine in reverse. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. we go on to the next one which was uh, uh, a little bit later there was uh, I handed over the cash and stepped back from the counter as I turned my attention to the other cashiers I jumped a bit they all were all fixated on me standing at their stations with heads turned each wearing an Id- identical idiotically large smile wow <laughs> <laughs> And then a little bit later, actually no. And then the next thing I have is as I bit into the heart-stoppingly greasy and thick burger, I noticed something. The other heart stopped. Sorry, I was palpitating. Sorry, I noticed something. The other customer, <laughs> the other customer, whoever had come in the combat car, was nowhere to be seen. Oh, he's somewhere. Oh, he's. Or, oh, he's somewhere. Somewhere close, I suspect. That was my reaction to that when I was going through it. But then right afterward, it's just like for a fleeting moment, I considered the idea that the staff had killed him and used his body for ground beef. Damn it! Well played, story. Well played. You caught. You got. You got to the punch before I could. Because <laughs> I was like. Writing that in my notes, and then I read the next part, and I was like, oh. Nope. <laughs> All right, well, at least you addressed that. Mm. Uh, and then the final one, the uh, the next thing is, the kitchen door flew open with a tremendous slam, splintering the door frame and leaving the wood hanging from its hinges. That's it, came the loud reply. All the clowns behind the counter threw their hands over their ears, closed their eyes tight, and with a, the same round O shape on their mouths, Shook their heads, no, in perfect, in perfect unison. Yeah, just like that. Run, run now! Now is the time to run. <laughs> he does run. Yeah, no, I know it is, but like, it's just yeah, like this. I don't know if it's just because like I have a like I I did have a fear of clowns, but like, yeah, this story spoke to me for for the creep factor 
in a few ways that I more than I than, than we normally might have. Like for you, you'd be driving down the road, you'd look over at the restaurant where the doors is. <laughs> no. Yeah, like the, the the entire building is the head of a clown with the doors as in the mouth. It's like okay, I'm just gonna keep going. I might I might even like pause, like 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 stop, so if there's nobody like coming or going, and take a photo. But I'm not going in there. Not leaving your car. <laughs> I'm not leaving my car. Yeah. I'm certainly not leaving, like, not losing sight of the door. Yep. <laughs> Don't lose sight of the door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just had to, like, kind of emphasize just how kind of creepy this story kind of built up with the whole clown thing <laughs> for me. Um, and then, uh, and then we actually come to the ending line, or ending a little bit, where it's like, I sat alone in the dark, and all I could all I could do was laugh uncontrollably. Peter would, was going to ask me ex- what exactly happened, why I was so distraught, what had irrevocably fractured my psyche, and I knew exactly what to what to say to him. It's no fun if I just tell you. So I really like this ending. Um, this story is focused around this joke um, that Peter always does, and honestly, for me, it pays off uh, at the end. It's also to me this story is pretty is a pretty succinct if absurdist slash bizarre creepy story. Like it's absurd like what happens in the story, but it's also like the the absurdism of the clowns and this like pristine like place in the middle of nowhere and that and the children in that with the children in that uh, that truck for a meat pa- uh, the, the meat packing thing. It adds to the creepiness as well as like I could laugh at it but I could also but that laughter would be like hiding my my creepy my creeped out factor mm-hmm. um so I, I kind of give it props for that like for being like this kind of absurdist horror um and that is my uh, notes till we get to the final thoughts alright <clears throat> so what are you going to read off that blank page there <laughs> We're gonna we see. Stick, how... We stick to a joke there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna see how well he could improv here. All right. So I have to give Slimeby some kudos for Honkers. Yep. Because when he first mentioned Honkers, the first thing that came to mind was Hooters. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then and that was actually in the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, it's clown related. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, it makes sense. Mm, it makes sense. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, it's oh. like Hooters. But <laughs> topless, you know, yeah. honkers. Mm. I was like, oh. So he brought it back. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant by like it being kind of succinct is like things do get brought back and like it's a nice tightly knit story yeah. for that. Yeah. But. And then uh, some critically silliness. <laughs> uh, one sentence. Basically, we were nerdy bums. My mind went to nerds the candy in bum form. What? What? <laughs> I feel like a percentage of our listeners just did that as well. Like, what? Like, they're nerd candies, but they're each shaped like little bums. Yeah. Okay. Why? Was okay. <laughs> Why not? Uh, that's a better. That's a better question. Why not? <laughs> okay. Well, I told you it was. Yeah, it is critically silly. I will give you that. We have critical levels of silliness. Mm-hmm. 
even though I'm pretty sure that's not what we meant originally when we said critically silly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure critically silly meant, like, being so critical to a story that it, we were being silly about it. But it works, I guess, both ways now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, one point he talks about going off on a road trip to meet the girl that he met online. And then we never hear about her again. Okay, yeah, kind of, yeah, right? Like, like, I mean, to be fair, like, after that experience, I would probably, like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go home and hide. Or, like... Because the story isn't about her. It's about yeah, his it experience really going to meet her. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, she was just a means, in the story, in terms of the narrative and story, she was the means in which he was going to be on that road. Yeah. So that his friend could, you know, lead him astray with the... Bridgestone. I mean Stone Bridge. I mean Bridgestone mm-hmm. Road. I mean Bridge Bridge. I mean Stone Stone Road. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But like nothing saying yeah, that like, he didn't but, continue to go there afterwards. Yeah. Because it just says he calls and bitches at him, but and then he doesn't go home. Yeah. Now, continuing on with the whole Bridgestone thing, continues mm-hmm. to bring it up. Um. I don't know. What have I done? We. <laughs> I looked at this part where he's getting the directions. Yeah. And he's writing them down. <laughs> so that means so he wrote that Pete said it, but he wrote them down. And so that means the protagonist is dyslexic to yes. some degree. Or Peter accidentally said the wrong street name. Or he misheard Peter saying okay. Bridgestone. Now that is also a viable option. You would think that, but... He clearly messed up the directions early on because he never passes that one location that's like, oh yeah, it's just past Stain- the... Or, what is it it's called? because he didn't go Stain- down Stain- Stonebridge. He went down Bridgestone. They're different roads. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I thought you said uh, Stone Stones. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm apparently dyslexic. Apparently. <laughs> see, it, see, it worked. It, I'm out of credence. <laughs> Either way, he did not go down the road that Peter yeah. told him. Because there weren't any of the landmarks before uh, But Honkers. Bridgestone is like the last road in the directions. So he would pass that one landmark before he got to Bridgestone. I thought it was... I thought, no, he had to turn on Bridgestone turn. and then just... Yeah, I thought he just turned on Bridgestone and then just wait, followed until he came across... And then there were landmarks along the way. Yeah. Uh, just for the audience at home, we are... Checking, double checking. Furiously yeah, looking through our phones. <laughs> checking the story. Uh, editing may be involved. They are on Bridgestone Road, and then four miles past the sit and stay. Yeah. Okay, but the the thing is, if he's given directions, the fact that College Street probably doesn't connect to Bridgestone, or in this case, except for it some does, reason, it does. Or he somehow got it wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like... Now, now, I I was thinking of trying to actually find this location. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, I I do that with some creep bosses, too. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, so so I couldn't find the College Street turnoff on Route 421. That's fine. He doesn't go on that. Yes, he does. No. Past the turnoff on College Street. but there should still be a turnoff. Of College Street. College Street. I, I see what he means. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't take it. Yeah. But you're saying it should be there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's almost it's like, almost like we're talking fictional... about a story that's fictional. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, going back to the dyslexia, uh, do I just... Did you find, like, high school street or something? <laughs> I was going to say university. No. Okay, sorry. Um, Elementary street. I looked up uh, a list of the routes. Yeah. And there is no route 124. That's route 421. I know, but hmm. with dyslexia... He... <laughs> oh! So we went on a complete... Like, his entire road is completely fictional. Mm-hmm. Almost like it's in a piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. <laughs> what a revelation. So wait, did you, did you find a, a stone bridge on a... Uh... No. Okay. No. <laughs> I didn't go that deep. Yeah. You didn't go that deep down the rabbit hole? Yeah. Once I couldn't find college chat, I was like, uh Came over quickly. Yes. Fair enough. <sighs> Alright. So back to the um the thing. So at one point the super mad cook that's built like a brick house. A brick shit house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giant square uh, muscle mass. It gets really angry about extra ketchup, and it's the most mundane. I know. Thing. I so <laughs> again. Ba- so again, we were given this uh, by Matt um, after doing Ronald McDonald House. So mm-hmm. my first, re- my first kind of assumption. I, I remember back when we first got it last year. <laughs> um, my my. Assumption was that extra ketchup was going to be something like they were like making ketchup out of people or something like that somehow or like it was like some like basically they were using blood or something like that yeah. to, make, to make ketchup and that it was going to be extra ketchup but it wasn't actually ketchup that the person was using and but no it's just <laughs> it's just kind of a it's a red herring mm-hmm. in this in the story but it's a good kind of title to kind of get you in because it's kind of mundane. But it's such an odd title that you kind of want to read the story about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, my own, so It's just weird that that was the thing that triggered everything. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? The guy's just really angry. Yeah. <laughs> it, is it, I guess it's just one of those situations where it's like the straw that broke the camel's back situation. Yeah, something like that. Or like... I, like, what was going on in that kitchen? Like, I, I assume that the guy, like... Are we we are on the assumption um, that the burgers are made of people, right? Made of kids. Like, what else would they have? That's why they had that meatpacking truck. I don't think so. Really? Okay. How can you sell veal grade human meat for five dollars and twenty one cents for a burger, fries, and a drink? It was a really big burger. Yeah, and it was a really big burger. Yeah. Oh, you're saying, like, like that's too much or that's too little? It's too little. <laughs> When's the last time you went to a fast food food joint? Like the other day. McDonald's, even. Well, how yeah. much do you get for five bucks? Uh, I can get a... I can get a... Okay, I will give you... I can't get a combo for five bucks. Um, yeah. Canadian, anyway. Because America... This is... Oh, America. This, is, this would be America. So, uh, $5 American would probably be about eight bucks. So, actually, yeah, you could get a, you could get a combo for eight bucks. 
Um, yeah. Give or take, yeah. It's, well, I, it'd be at the low end. Yeah, low end. Would it be a quadruple quarter pound? It would not. Deal? It would not. But then again, like they don't get that many people in there, so like, or at least that's what we assume. Or like yeah. maybe that maybe just if they cost. don't get a lot of people, then they have to put the prices up. I mean, that's also assuming that it works out in normal situations. We are literally dealing with with um, human trafficking clowns that run a pristine place in the middle of nowhere that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's a, like a parallel universe Like a situation. road that doesn't exist. Like, yeah. So, like, it's it's either something supernatural or extraordinary going on. But yeah, uh, I don't, like, I don't know, like, I get, I, to me, five bucks, like, five five dollars and how much cents? Seventy-five? It uh, doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Like, the five, cents are going to change five, it. Roughly five dollars... American, I think, would be a combo. And oh, it is a fast food joint. Well, despite the fact that apparently the guy is making, prepping it and making it, like, right there, like, before... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah it, it just seems like too low a price, especially for the grade of meat that we're talking about. Veal grade. <laughs> wow. Oh, that is horrible. That is, like, aw. Oh. You're not wrong, but oh, holy shit. Damn. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they didn't pay for those kids. <laughs> they just took them out of, like, out of, like, from schools or churches or Where? pool parties, yeah. wherever they could find them, and, like, some of them are, like, decaying inside of that meatpacking truck. Yeah, so they're making a profit regardless. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I mean, the diesel in that truck probably costs a lot. Yeah. Plus, there's the operating costs of the the restaurant. Yeah, it's they need to build the restaurant. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they got to pay the staff. Oh, well, actually, they might not pay the staff. They might not. Just, yeah, remember they're all in that, they all yeah. own that compact car, which the clown car. God damn. Yeah, I know. As soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I saw her, yeah, that's another thing. As soon as I heard that, like that, that compact car was like was where the, they were coming out of. I was like, well done, Slime Beast. You made a, a clown car. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. Damn it, why didn't I notice that until earlier? Because he kept saying, call it a compact car. I was like, oh, that, damn it. <laughs> that, damn it. Well done. But yeah. Which would be highly illegal in Canada, because you have to have <laughs> one seatbelt per person. Pretty sure it's the same in, in the States. <laughs> you don't know, there could be a hundred seatbelts in there. Yeah, I guess. All hooked up from different areas. Alright. There's packed in there as, like, the kids in that truck. Yeah, exactly. So that's what broke your camel's back, is that, like, the prices of the economics! That's really a problem. That is hilarious. Theirs are critically silly on the other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright. And then we mentioned the police earlier, mentioning it's a prank. Mm-hmm. But, but they're the not doing time. their job. Yeah. They're supposed to go out, do the investigation, because you when, oh, when you call 911, they come. If, if they're not dirty cops or corrupted cops or real, if, if they're not fictional okay. cops. I would accept that <laughs> if there was a cop car in the parking lot already. Because he's chowing down, having his lunch. I get. I don't know. Like I'm. I'm. Uh, like again. This, like to me, this just. It, it, it just. It's just that horror trope of like the cops just not giving a shit. 
Um, and like they say, why they don't yeah, give a shit? Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's like this is a hundred times. Like they keep, it's if they keep doing like they keep getting uh, like figure okay, put it like into real world state. I guess like try and in- insinuate some reality to this. It's just what they're, they're doing. They're a small. Te- they're like a like a rural cop station or whatever. They've been told they've been they've gotten this report a hundred times. They've probably checked it a couple of times. It's a pristine building, and like yeah, the place is kind of weird or something like that. Um, or maybe they just they can't find it because there's no there's That's no the bridge road. Yeah, there's it's no bridge there. so like they can't find it. So eventually, after a hundred fucking calls, or like even after fifty fucking calls, yeah, they just don't care anymore. So they're just going to not they're just going to assume it's not a, not a thing or it's just a prank. No, nope. but. They're mandated to do their job, and if that job brings in a fine because of a prank phone call, that means more money coming in. I, I understand. That's how real cops work. Yeah, realism. That's what I'm bringing into I, this. I, I, I <laughs> Nothing saying that when he got home, he didn't have a fucking bill on his phone for for calling a prank call. Yeah, yeah for yeah, charges like, or whatever can, the hell that works. Cell phone. So yeah, he probably like. Again, we we don't have that aftermath information because it's no fun if, I, if we just tell you. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but the problem is yeah. that's assumed it's a prank call, and they didn't it's actually told. investigate. Oh, they assume. Yeah, yeah, they oh, did oh. assume. That's but it's because we already talked about this. Yeah. If they call in a hundred times, they're going yeah. to assume every single one is a prank call when they're calling in about a place that doesn't exist. If you were working at nine one one and someone called in saying that there's a restaurant on Flergenbergen Road. Called Hergerbergs, and then Hergerbergs, yeah, Hergerbergs, and then a hundred other people do that, and you can't find the place. Would you continue going out nowhere trying to find this place? Yeah. Yes. Then you are a better cop than I'm sure a percentage of cops are in fiction. In fiction. There's a cop show up here. Oh my god! That's how I see it. That's how I see myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I understand your grievance about it, but and I knew that you were going to bring it up. <laughs> I knew as soon as I read that, I was like, "I, I get it," but man, is he going to rip into that? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. right. and. Uh... This is just a, a side note that the, the staff there were really well trained. Yeah. Except for that cook that just couldn't hold his temper. Yep. He's the boss. He's an after. Yeah. Sometimes managers are just assholes. Yeah. At restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I totally have no experience about that. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and the the whole ending where there is no Bridgestone. That just seems to me like it should have been worded better, like, I didn't tell you Bridgestone, or I something said, along those lines. I mean, to be fair, like, there is no Bridgestone. Like, I, I'm he not, knows like, the road. Yeah, he knows the road. Said, like, like, it's the simplest way to get that across, like, when your buddy's, like, yelling at you for something you didn't do, or that you don't, you don't think you did. Like, the, you're, you're going to look for the simplest way to tell your friends, like, there is no bridge stone. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's stone bridge. Like, you're not going to be, like, like, try and, like, have this, you're not going to have, like, a long, you're going to try and go for the shortest distance to try and alleviate the, the, the problem. I don't know. It just, it seemed kind of lazy. All right. Fear. Yeah. 
If you want to see it that way, fine. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, fine. What are your thoughts on the matter? I mean, I've been, cl- I've been chiming in with most things. Um, don't have too much to say, but we'll see. Um, so, when I was reading through this, I got to the, the point when the narrator is at the restaurant, starting to describe it. And I, this isn't anything to do directly with the story, but I was just thinking, like, with the whole joke situation, because I know you told me not to go in here without any bias, but you did tell me that it was essentially a creepy story wrapped around a joke. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is Peter's joke. I'm assuming that this whole... Like, I, I was wondering if me reading this, if Slime Beast is also doing this joke to me, to the point that he's writing this story when things start happening, and then he just, well, well I can't continue, because that'd be no fun <laughs> kind of deal. Or if it just yeah, stops. Yeah, the, yeah. well, the, like, yeah. I, I kind of was, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I, I, I understood the joke for, like, because that is a lot, that is a creepypasta trope right there. It's yeah. like, lack of information, something you have, you have repeatedly over the show. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no. I would not have been a happy camper if yeah, that happened. yeah. Because that's but, essentially just him going, well, fuck you, reader. Yeah. No, this isn't Picture This, where the serial killer is actually going after creepypasta critics, which was a story we did. Actually, I think it was his de- It was Mikey's debut cre- uh, creepypasta. Yeah. Uh, Still waiting for the hitman. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. Nope. They can't get across the border. Oh, yeah, there you go. Plus, they have to figure out how to... Assassinate a um, Stasiabor. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would do that. I would have killed him years ago if I knew. <laughs> You're actually the contract killer. <laughs> <You're>... Shh! <laughs> don't tell him! <laughs> That's why you popped on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. That's why you've been on the show this long, or like, for, like as a main ghost now. Yep. Everything's clear now. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my magic sword to be delivered to me. So it'll work. The, the sacred demon's uh, uh, killing sword from Hayabusha. Sure, why not? Hanzo. Hayabusha? Why? I don't know. I, I'm making words at this point. Cool, that's Sorry. fine. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the only other thing is just... I, I found it weird that... Like, by the end of the story, it didn't really... He didn't break down any... Well, he broke down at the end because he was laughing kind of funny. Like, um, over what's going on. Because he's going to tell his friend the joke. But he didn't really break down thinking, oh god, I just ate a child. Yeah, no, I know. Well, okay, because, well, I think he did, he, like, it's not mentioned because, like, I was wondering about that. because it's said, not mentioned, it well, didn't, didn't no, happen to no, me. No, not just that. Like, in the, in the quote, like, uh, at the, in the final thing. He's kind of, like, laughing hysterically like he's insane, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, like, or, like, his psyche is broken a bit. Yeah. And, like, I, you could, might be able to ascertain that, like, because of, like, that's where he, like, realized he was eating some, like, kids, because he saw the truck and the meat the meat refrigerated meat storage truck um so like yeah that's where the meat was coming from mm-hmm. um so maybe that's what broke him or like the fact that he was being attacked he was almost like killed by a bunch of clowns um but yeah i did when i first read it i do remember like it's like like my my fractured psyche is like fractured psyche. Uh, i guess maybe you could put that but yeah i'm just surprised it didn't kind of happen earlier to the point where like he looks in the back of the truck. He's like, "Oh God!" He runs back in his car, and throws up, kind yeah. of deal. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Or like when he get when he like he he drives as he's driving, roll down the window. <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe maybe that was when he stopped like on the side of the road, yeah. to go puke, and then call he calls the cops. his friend. Nobody call, uh, like no help. Calls his buddy. It's the other way around, but yes. No, no. Like he calls the cops first. 
And then, Did he? Yeah. Flake falls buddy first. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, don't be dyslexic on us. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, it's spreading. It's contagious. Um, and then, yeah, so, like, that would be, like, thing. But, yeah, um, it's kind of just, like, not... It's not really... It it it, it isn't isn't necessary. Like yeah. it could go, I could have it in the story, but it doesn't. It, it wasn't crucial to the story because the story was kind of to get that last that that ending zinger of like the of him fulfilling the joke on his on on the person that always does the joke. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying that the whole realization that he ate human meat has to be the zinger. I'm just saying yeah. it should be there. Oh yeah. Because generally, when you see any kind of story, when someone is accidentally eats human, they yeah. end up throwing up immediately. Yeah. Because they're like, uh, that's disgusting. You see he's gone mad with mad cow disease. That's what happens when you eat. Oh, he's got mad human disease. Mm-hmm. So he's really the, he's the, uh, like really this, the honkers is the uh, ground zero for the uh, zombie uh, infestation of um, Zombieland. Uh, I see. And it was mad, cow, mad human disease. And he's also turning into a clown. Oh my God! He's gonna go. That's what happened at the after the after the events of this. He told his friends, "No, no, no! I'll just show you." And then he brings his P- Peter out there and becomes an employee. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's why he's laughing all the time because he's becoming a clown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a revelation! What a revelation! Also, what would you think about if um, when the uh, the big burly man comes out from the back? Would you have liked it or not liked it if he happened to have antlers? Because Wendigo. <laughs> this is about eating humans. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like the. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you have been happy or sad? I don't know. Like, they don't have I'd to be, focus on I'd it, be, just if it was there. I'd be. Conf- I'd be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's really the only. That's really my only like reaction to that was like I'd be confused. I, I'd probably not understand it until we talked about it, and then I realized it was a Wendigo thing. And you'd be like, "What a revelation!" <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Oh my god, it makes so much sense." Because um, it's essentially a so, Wendigo adapting to modern times and starting his own restaurant. Yeah, it's basically yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be a Wendigo. Like, you don't have to be a Wendigo and have, like, antlers. Um, you could be a deer guy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you don't need the antlers to be a Wendigo. Uh-oh. You could be just, like, basically just, you have to be, a, like, kind of a ghoulish creature that eats meat. That has to cover his face in face paint to hide the fact that he's a ghoulish creature. Yes. My God. <laughs> he's act- they're actually ghouls from, uh, from, from New England. I mean, he is, like, inhumanly ripped. Yeah, that's true. And he's just like this. Honestly, it's funny because I kept like picturing either Brick from Borderlands too, oh, yeah. or um, uh, the angry or anger from uh, from Inside Out. I don't know that one. <laughs> just a, like a big fleshy version of that guy, like just because he has no neck, so he's just like <laughs> he's just square yeah, muscle much. mass. Um, or yeah. a fucking old old ass reference, strong mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. He's just a square. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's just strong man, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I... I honestly, I, I could, it could go either way. Okay, first. That's about it. All right. Well, before we do our final thoughts, uh, we're going to have a little word from our sponsor. Oh, hello. It's Cultist from the future with a very special guest. Hi, this is Matt again. You thought I was gone, but I'm not. Oh, no. I'm back. Uh, so, I I said in the this episode um, that you've been listening to 
that uh, Matt here from The Drunk and the Ugly and Ugly Talk uh, is the reason we are doing Extra Ketchup uh, this anniversary episode. Um, because you brought it up last uh, last year. I brought it up during the Ronald McDonald the House Ronald one, McDonald. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought it only fair that we get your opinion on the matter. Yeah, so I guess you've gone through the whole like episode. rundown and whatever uh, earlier in the thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've done our uh, basically we've done the rundown and we've done our um, uh, our discussions. So I I reread this recently for this episode, and there's like now that um, reading it and then reading it again and taking notes, there's like a bunch of other like small details I somehow missed the first time, which I really liked that um. I think the, this is the thing I said to cultists behind the scenes, but um, the thing I like about this is that, like, um, it really follows, like, the cadence and, like, all the beats of a creepypasta, but just fills it with, like, nonsense. Yeah. Um, I think I bring it up that it's absurdist horror. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of. I think you, well, so, like, I, uh, you know, you, you've read, I don't know, what is it, like, 200-something stories at this point for your show? For the show alone, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and I, like absurdist horror, like or like like the things that are brought up in Extra Ketchup aren't really anything new to Creepypasta. Like they are kind of like Creepypastas have a very odd like blend of like creepy and weird and like what like like trying to make something that shouldn't be creepy at all creepy. Um, yeah, yeah, I I guess like to to some degree, like a lot of the beats in this were just were actually like sort of le- I. I guess like they they were funny in that like they just took this like really stupid concept and played it like and played it straight as a scary story, um, and it's got a lot of the it's got a lot of the the nice little twists in here. Like one of the things is um, the uh, do you guys have a name for the MC? Because I'm just gonna call him Steve. Oh, uh, we just use narrator. narrator okay, man. yeah. So then, okay, so the narrator. Um, so the narrator's talking to his friend Peter, and, like, there's a thing in there where he says, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you need to go uh, go down, like, go down the street, and you'll find this you'll find this red sign that says honkers. And the narrator, uh, specific, it, it's specifically that Peter says you're looking for a red sign, and the narrator finds a yellow and white sign and doesn't think about it. Yeah. Which I liked. And also it kind of goes back to that McDonald's aesthetic. And then there's just, like, the it, – it's – like he enters into the place and like it's got a more toned down kind of like clown feeling inside. Like the outside of it is like weird and garish and like insane, and the inside of it is just like a restaurant with like really like low key employee with like the the employees have face paint, but it's like a uniform, like it's like really toned down, and so it, it feels like any other theme restaurant except like the employees are really enthusiastic about it. And then, like bordering on like drones, kind, well, kind of like but, yeah. I don't know the the, ba- the your basic sort of fast food employees, but then they also like are also clowns in that they like the the guy keeps like harassing the cashier, like making her say his order really fast and making her say it like backwards and all this other dumb stuff. And then, yeah, uh, and then. So the thing is, it's it's like it's it's like any other story about going to a bad restaurant where like, 
Um, I know there's a restaurant I used to go to down in Chicago um, called White Palace, which is, I think I featured on dri- Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And it's a pretty good restaurant. They have pretty good milkshakes, but the management is fucking shit, and they will get so mad at you if you try to split a check uh, that we just stopped going. Because really? <laughs> um, we were all a bunch of college kids, and we didn't have cash on us. Yeah. So... And it's one of the things, it's it's a thing that came back to me in this story, because this guy gets, like, he gets his order and asks for some extra ketchup, and then the manager, who's like, they go out of their way to describe this manager, like, who's who has a sad clown face painted on, and is just really mad anytime a customer makes any kind of special request. And that just kind of came back to me a lot from my experiences at, like, other at like other obscure kind of diners, even though this is like a, even though this is a fast food restaurant. Um, well, I mean the, uh, the, the, the kitchen uh, situation kind of feels like a, uh, more like a dinery kind of thing than an actual. Fast yeah. Food that's thing. one of the things like it's, it's sort of, it's a, it's a fast, it's, it's, it's present. It's, it's a diner that is presented like a fast food restaurant. And then also like, um, was the other thing like the guy gets so the guy gets his food and the food is not that good like the burger has like the yeah. burger is like very low grade like ground meat that's still that has chips of bone in it yeah exactly. yeah and i've i've been to a restaurant like that i've bitten into a burger and gotten a crunchy thing oh yeah it doesn't happen often but i have had a i have had hamburger that had a little bit that had like a couple bone chips in it and it's really unpleasant to get that because you're not expecting that to happen um yeah and so it's this sort of the i guess it's sort of this like trifecta that it's just like i feel like slime beast went to a shitty restaurant where the management got mad at him and then just kind of wrapped it in a creepypasta like in a in a creepypasta filter because that's what it feels like. It just it's yeah. just this like <laughs> shitty restaurant experience where then also I think my favorite part actually of this story um when I think about it now it's like when we get to the actual twist where the manager comes out and is like in a full clown uniform for some reason and also just a brick house like just a giant Yeah, the like, guy's a monster. The guy's a fucking brick house and chases him out of the restaurant and he's like and then we get to the twist like oh the hamburgers are made of dead children. Um and but yeah. my favorite part is as he's like pulling out when he goes to the restaurant he pulls in and there's like the one shitty like beat up Honda Civic there. And he's like, oh, okay, good thing there's, like, another customer here. And then as he's leaving, like, in a panic, like, he gets out, like, he drives out, and it's like, like, I was the only one in that restaurant, and I realized all the employees came in the same car. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I was like, oh, well done, Slimebeast. Like, it's, it's a cloud car, and, like, I should have known, because it's a comp. he kept calling it a compact car, and I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, they all carpool with the manager, and they're like shitty, beat up combat car. Yep. And then it's like, and uh, then, and then on top of that, like it's it's like multiple layers of jokes that are then like built into the creepypasta formula. Because like, uh, the other part of this is that it's bookend on either side with the story with Peter, um, where Peter's talking about honkers and how it's like how it's a surprise restaurant and all that stuff, and. It, it Peter has the Peter has like the catchphrase like well it's no fun if I just tell you about it, um, and then it comes to the reveal yeah. like oh no it's called honkers because all the waitresses are topless, and then 
like, why? What happened to you? And then the narrator's like, he realizes, like, for the first time, he can tell Peter, like, well, I mean, it's no fun if I just tell you about it. And it was, it, it was yeah, really, like, it was really good structuring. And it was just, it's, it's really, it, it hits all the proper, like, story beats. And, but it's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's one of the reason things I like about creepypastas is, like, we get these kind of really absurd, weird, um, like, top, like, ideas, like, concepts to put into a horror yeah. scenario. And, like, on the one side, I should be laughing, but if I was in this scenario, I'd be oh, terrified, yeah, no, like, like it's like the narrator. It, it's one of these things, it, it's one of these things where it's like, this isn't scary to read, but I bet if I was in that situation, it would be uncomfortable. Um, you know, just yeah. like, uh, like any other storytelling experience, like, there's a lot of, like, if you listen to the Risk podcast or uh, This Is Not Happening, like, those are stories about people, like, fighting for their lives, but, like, making jokes about it and stuff. So, like, you know, comedy is tragedy plus time. Uh, in this case, the yeah. time is infinite because this event never happened, probably. Oh, right, that's the... Yeah, no, going that, through my notes, yeah. that's my other favorite part is he called... As he's leaving the restaurant, he calls 911 about the clown restaurant. The operator's just like, sir, this wasn't funny the first couple hundred times it happened. Yeah, it's just like, oh. That nobody fully, everybody um, thinks it's a prank call every time somebody goes to the restaurant. It's just, it's such an absurd scenario that, like, emergency oper that, that, you know, your emergency coordinators don't believe it. Yeah. We had a, we had calls from this number tonight about a leprechaun fight and a severe case of butt rot. How dumb do you think we are? <laughs> so you you felt that was actually believable then? Um, like that the cops would just like shrug it off as, uh, as nothing. I think this many times. Yeah. It's so that's the thing. It might okay. be that they investigated it the first time, but they couldn't find the restaurant because it's on a road that apparently doesn't exist as we learn later. Cause Peter, cause Peter's telling him about the directions to, he's telling him about the directions to honkers and he's any, he, and the narrator hears it as Stonebridge, but it's like, or the narrator hears it as Bridgestone. And when he's telling, him, it's like, I just turned on Bridgestone. It's like Stonebridge. The restaurant's on Stonebridge. There's no street called Bridgestone. And then it's like, what, what street did I just go yeah, on? Yeah, and man? that's the thing. It's like, this is, like, so like, this is a, yeah. this is a fucking magical clown restaurant that serves, serves shitty food made of children. Oh, and I think that's the thing. Like, Jesus. probably the first time, like, yeah, it's like, oh, we heard about like this crazy restaurant. We're going to go investigate it. And at this point, it's, you know, it's so deep in there that anytime 911 hears about this like crazy clown restaurant, they assume it's a prank call. Like, I've never worked in, I've never worked in dispatch. So I don't know, but I imagine it's one of these things where, you know, they, they say a hundred times. So like at this point it's, they yeah. assume it's a prank. Like, they assume it's like some obtuse crank call. Yeah. Um, and also the road doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, we didn't even put that. We didn't even like, I didn't put that forward like as like why they would just dismiss it. The street itself doesn't exist. Well, remember like, it's, so, like that's the other yeah, part of that... this is like he goes, he turns down Bridgestone and then he drives into the woods and in the middle of the goddamn woods is this clown restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of surreal with that too. It's just like this road only I, opens that, up that... once in a, once a moon. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, that like that right there is a red flag for me. If I'm, like, driving down some country road in the, <laughs> in the middle of, like, woods and, like, whatnot, and there's just a pristine clown-themed restaurant, I'm like, no. with two With one car in the parking lot. Yeah, no, that's, like, the thing. Yeah. I could, man, I kind of want to see this all, I kind of want to see this recreated, like, I, I feel like it wouldn't be as good, but I, I'd like to see somebody make the ritual pasta version of this of how to f- how to find the how to God. find Bridgestone and get to the obscure clown restaurants. It's it's gonna be it's just it's just gonna be eleven uh, eleven mile road all over again. What's eleven mile road? I haven't read that. Are you one. familiar with that? One? It's uh, like basically you have to go through these eleven miles of like mm-hmm. hell down a road after you have to find the road by like going out into the middle of the wood like in the middle of nowhere and find and just like as you're traveling down a back roads and you wish hard enough you'll find a marker that uh for a road that um that is the 11 mile road and then you follow 11 miles plus an, a kilometer at the end um and you um will get your like greatest wish for a while, like rewarded <laughs> Yeah, just make a new version of that where you have to drive through 11 miles of hell and at the end is just this shitty clown restaurant. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. But yeah, no, it was like ridiculous because like, yeah, I think, I I can't remember how the start is, but I think you have to basically just like, while you're driving on the back roads, you just have to like, want to like, have to like, think hard on your Mm -hmm. wish and it will, and the road will appear and there will be like signs, like bloody trees or something like that, and like that's when you know that. You're yeah, there. so maybe this is the unofficial sequel to Eleven Mile Road, where this guy oh, really God. wanted to find honkers, but it was a monkey's paw version of honkers. Oh my God! Yeah, because he didn't uh, know what honkers was; just he just another... knew the name. He didn't know he wanted to go to the titty bar. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, that's just, or it's just another like another weird road anomaly, like like Eleven Mile Road, Ooh. but it's like semi connected to the same like origin or whatever. That is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so remember the when Peter told his friends about another restaurant where it's like, well, it's no fun if I just tell you. Like they all went there and they got like terrible food poisoning, and so this is like yeah, the narrator's was, well, revenge the... is like, oh, well, it's no fun if I just tell you about the about the clown restaurant. Oh God, I didn't even think of that implication god damn it (laughs) yeah like i i knew i figured i I had an idea that like maybe he'd like that he was planning on like taking um or like gonna try and get uh peter to this place but i didn't even think of that implication of like getting revenge because of the uh the the food poisoning thing yeah i mean a lot of it's open to interpretation so that might not necessarily be the thing but yeah but that's really good, like like good to think on for like or like a cool thing to think yeah. on at the end. And yeah, like that oh, man, this whole the the whole restaurant was just so like like beyond everything else. Like yeah, now I'm more thrown off by like how it's a diner that like operates like a fast food restaurant, <laughs> where like they give all yeah, your food like, to you in a bag. That also means you ordered to go, because like even if you go <laughs> and then if they you stay. if you go to McDonald's and you order your food to to keep. You order your food to eat in, like they'll bring it to you on a tray. Yeah, yeah, like so he, yeah, they gave him in a bag. I guess maybe they, I don't know, like it could. I mean, again, thinking that this place actually like is there stationary all the time. Maybe they're used to like customers coming in just being picked. Maybe up yeah, because like they have know. a drive-through apparently odd, as yeah. well. Because he, 
he wishes he had taken yeah, the drive through instead of that. sitting <laughs> instead of sitting in there. And yet you got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me scan through my notes some more. I just have kind of the beats for the story written down. Yeah, that's kind of all. That's kind of all I have here. Is just I re- I really liked how this was structured like a creepy pasta, but just like this really, this really absurd, the this really absurd story about a shitty clown restaurant. Yeah, no, like, um, it it, it is kind of it is it is a really nice like kind of I, I felt it was a really nice tightly knit story. Yeah, so, it's like it, and it's wrapped around that joke of like the beer yeah. thing. Well, it's wrapped around multiple like jokes. Said, like I, I think my other se- like my second favorite thing about it also is just the the double entendre of honkers of like, do you got? Yeah, it's just eh, man. I think I just like that. I, I also like the implication that there's a restaurant called Honkers that's using that as a as a euphemism for tits. Uh, just like. <laughs> Yeah. Like I think it was uh what was it? There's a there's this old show called Con where this guy just did con jobs on people. Uh the show did like it was a hidden camera show and they did pay people for everything they stole. But the guy went to yeah. a bunch of like models like telling them he was starting a new adult magazine called Stiff. <laughs> wow. And it's just like yeah, it's just like that straightforward. <laughs> I don't know. Something about like stupid names uh, really gets me sometimes. But yeah, there's. Um, I also tried to. Uh, I also can't find anything. Sit and stay appears to be a appears to be a gas station invented for this story because I can't find anything about any convenience store or gas station called Sit and Stay. Yeah, one of us tried to uh, locate a spot like I guess on like uh, was it Highway Twenty Four? Was the uh, road or the the main road that he get mm-hmm. he gets off of? We tried finding a one that had a um, uh, a stone bridge road, but did not find it <laughs> at all. Any luck on that? So, no, no, it was nothing. It was just it was strange. It's it's a fictional area. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> a that's, fictional piece of, in a piece yeah. Of it's there because so, they could say bridge stone and say like, no, it's stone bridge. The road's called stone bridge, which that's a that's another. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a detail I missed the first time I read the story was that not only did he go. Like he went to the wrong restaurant, but he went to a road that doesn't exist, which is a nice little extra departure there. And I don't know. I felt like the story yeah. was really just slime beast taking the piss. Like, cause it's, it, it, every part of this, every beat of this feels and reads like a creepypasta, but is about this, like, you know, cause the, I, I mean, I guess you could get like, some people might get the horror from the, I, I guess I'll also throw in, I'm not afraid of clowns. Which that's so that yeah, part of it doesn't um, affect me that much. Yeah, I I am <laughs> or was. Yeah. <laughs> so clown. Yeah, like I, I, the game. The, the story did touch me on a little bit of a level yeah. with that. Just like especially how everybody was acting <laughs> in the town in that place. Now I'll also get from this. Um, one of the reasons this came up when we did Ronald McDonald House was because of the. Uh, I listened to the reading of Ronald McDonald House by Nick Nocturne and uh, Midnight Marinara. And also Slime Beast was there, and so Slime Beast brought up this story, which is how I learned about it, and it felt like a good uh, connective tissue for... Because Ronald McDonald House was another story where I felt like it could have been fixed by being really stupid. Um, yeah. By really leaning either more into the clown angle or the fast food angle instead of, like, the weird asylum angle. And this one, I feel like, yeah. is what hit the beats for that perfectly, where, like, it also... 
you know, I guess also going back to it's a joke that's structured like a pasta. It has the big reveal, like the big the big startling reveal is like, oh, the burgers are made of dead children. It's like that that feels like such a cliched sort of thing for this setting that it feels like it's in there just to be in there. Like to again to facilitate the story to facilitate the story beats that would make it a pasta and then kind of keeps going with goes with like I got in my car and I drove away and I realized like everybody came here in a giant clown car. Yeah. Well, even like the combat car and him thinking that there's another person mm-hmm. there. Um and then when he goes and gets his burger and he's eating and he realizes that he's the only one in the the, the place and he's like, Oh, I hope I'm not like eating that, that yeah. person uh in the combat car. But then like he dismisses it and I like I figure I realize now like that that's kind of like the prep work for both the the fact that like you're eating people and the compact car being yeah. a clown car. <laughs> like, it, it's like a nice little, like, I guess it's a setup for those two. Um, also, man, I wonder what kind of meat locker Honkers has in order to store that many, like, child bodies. Oh, God. Yeah, well, they were like, they weren't like even like standing. Yeah, they were, they were right? packed, they were, like, floor stacked, to ceiling, like sardines. Like, floor, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, God. <laughs> It's it's a it's a miracle any of them were knocking at the on the uh, the wall or anything like that. Yeah, or n- not that many of them were. I also can't remember at this point if it like I think the implication is that they're dead. Some of them were. Um, they like a bunch of them like were gangrenous. And, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. The so there was yeah. So there was detail. But some of them were. There was like, some yeah. detail about them like putrefying. Yeah. Yeah, and that just sounded. I guess like they were basically just like taken, like basically just abducted kids because like they were in like swim shorts. Or yeah, they were in all forms of dress for school or church. Yeah, like all the kinds of places you'd expect like the 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 candy truck to show up. See, and this is the thing. other connective tissue to the Ronald McDonald house. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> this is where the bad kids go. Oh fuck. This is the this is the story that Baba tells you to make to to make sure you're a good boy at night. <laughs> While she gives you your McDonald's or or, or, or hugely hugely obese clown man in a truck is going to take yeah. you away. Yeah, you know that old chestnut. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, a right. I forgot also like the the details about the restaurant or like. They talk about they they talk about that there's a giant clown head which okay and then there's trash cans look like seals and then also the restaurant has circus lion gargoyles. Yeah. Which I never really thought about it but like I wonder what this restaurant actually looks like on the outside like if it looks like a fast food restaurant or if it's like a or if it's like a fucking like stone and concrete structure with windows. I I I kind of like when I when I heard the like um the the, gar- the way the garbage cans were and like the gargoyle the line gargoyles I kind of pictured like those that faux fiberglass ah like, yeah structures. that could work that could work yeah um like there's um uh like it's kind of, it'll kind of almost remind me of, like a funhouse kind of exterior like where like it's all fiberglass but it's made to look like sure kind yeah of, like, yeah thing yeah. yeah they could that makes sense yeah like airbrushed like uh, carousel or something like that yeah um but yeah we're kind of digging into minutia at this point unless you have some other uh, yeah. points you want to kind of get into no uh no this was mainly just i wanted to get your kind of oh yeah i loved i love this story maybe not for the reason that it was i, I <laughs> that's the thing like part of me is like i wonder if i wonder if slime beast just kind of went out of his way to write like a really 
like stupid story or if like or if the story is intended to be scary and i'm just not the target audience for it i loved it maybe not for the reasons that were intended but this it's a good story to me all right um and i guess with that uh we will go back to the main show see you there i'm not gonna be in that part awesome thank you all right so final thoughts uh yeah so the story gives decent context to the situation um starts the joke makes it the centerpiece of the entire scenario and finishes off with the final punchline it's humorous while still laying on a thick layer of creepy with the clown themes and the weird behaviors the strange setting and morbid events that follow with the truck the journey has a beginning middle and end that is satisfying so, I would recommend this story. That's, that's, bam. I felt like you just read that off the back of the novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I, I enjoyed the story. Like, we, like, there's some grammar issues, obviously, but, I mean, those could easily be fixed. Um, and, but, like, the story itself, to me, was a complete, tight story. Like, and it was creepy, but absurdist creepy. Mm-hmm. Which I always kind of tend to like, mm-hmm. so yeah. So this story is almost good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it it almost seems like it's trying to be like a Twilight Zone episode. Okay, yeah, right. To me, okay, not not for me. It wasn't. Sorry, I was I I. Was meant. To, I was going to say something, but I forgot it from last night because I was like, re- "We're going to reread the story." Did anybody else? Does anybody else remember that show, Freaky Stories? No. No. On YTV. No. 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 Okay. It was basically very much like The Outer Limits or like The Twilight Zone, but it was like all done in like um, they're all like urban legend stories or like freaky stories, just because they never happened. Don't mean they ain't true. Like that was their slogan, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're just sitting there watching the static at this point. <laughs> Maybe. We don't believe it. Uh, you don't remember thing. the blue cockroach and the maggot? No, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, like, it's basically, ver- like, kind of like, not, I mean, there are some, like, there were some extremes, but, like, they were more absurdist creepy than they were, like, just straight up horror. Mm-hmm. And it, this kind of reminded me of, like, that kind of feeling from that show. Well, well, yeah, definitely could see like the Twilight Zone kind of kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. where really because he goes off the beaten path and yeah. enters the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. which is where weird shit happens. Yeah, and then he tunes back to reality. Oh no, <laughs> he does. He actually does. <laughs> He tunes back, so it's not actually the clown tuning back, it's him tuning back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he makes the phone call to the police, and that's when they're all like, it's a prank. But... Because even yeah. when he's tuned to the wrong reality, his phone is still connected to the normal towers, so he could talk to normal reality, and in normal reality, Bridgestone Road doesn't exist. But he's on it in... The so, at some reality. point... Well, what I'm what I'm gathering here is at some point uh, as he's driving to go see his girlfriend, and thinking about all the stuff that Peter said, the radio gets flipped to to uh, to the to the Twilight Channel, um, and he just parks 
off to the side of the road, like, unconsciously, and just listens to static. Static. <laughs> I do in quotes. Um, as he envisions the events that happen in the, in the story. And then, as he, like, as he gets to the part where the clown, like, slams, the clown trucker slams the door, he tunes the, uh, the dial back to normal radio station and gets the hell out of there, thinking that he's experienced that whole thing, and then realizes he hasn't. It depends if there would be a um, a burger wrapper in his on the passenger seat or not. Yeah. Yeah. That probably where that would be probably where the camera would pan to as the credits are rolling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it feels like a Twilight Zone episode, but then it to me it feels like it misses the mark if that's what it's trying to be. Okay. Would you say How? it's like Goosebumps <laughs> level? Yeah, like yeah. So yeah, it's it's that, like, like that, so. What's your problem yeah, with it though, yeah. really? Like, how does it miss the mark of like? It seems like it kind of captures wow. that feel of that <laughs> those stories. It it does, but at the same time, it doesn't. Cool. Awesome. So you told us nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it because reasons is what you've, yeah. what you've said so far. Would you care to elaborate? No? You're giving me a look of no. <laughs> well, uh, the the ending... I don't know. Doesn't... Well, the thing with uh, any TV show is that the story only lasts a certain amount of time because I only have 20-some-odd minutes to work with it, right? Yeah. And there's extra stuff in here that doesn't need to be there. Like, oh yeah, the the girlfriend that he met online that is mentioned once, and then this also is a script to a yeah. TV this also show. is a TV yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like you're reviewing this like it's a script, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't. I also disagree that like the like it it needed to be there. Why else would they be driving down this random road? It it was the explanation for why he was driving out that way. Like it was, it it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't need to be flushed out. It didn't need to be removed because it's just the means to an end in the narrative. That's a way to get him out there alone too. Yeah, because if he went out there with Peter, then they both experience it, and or they or they might not. Like. You're very without words here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you staying firm on your um I don't like it because reasons stance? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I I'm going to use a a quote here about my recommendation. Okay. No extra ketchup. Wow. You wouldn't recommend this story? No. Okay. It still needs more editing and work. For me, anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, because (laughs) we bring up things... Yeah, no, I get get you. And that makes them better, but the story as is... I... Okay, I... We're gonna have to agree. You're more than welcome to (laughs) have your own opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess moving on to me. Um, I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm also not going to say why, because that would spoil it. <laughs> Is that your actual... What's well, not like, tell you? Exactly. I'm assuming that's where you're going with it. Or you yes. just... Okay. See, you should have done that then. He was doing it subtly. And then I did it not so subtly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people didn't catch it originally, they catch it the second time. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That being said, um, I hated it. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was actually good. Uh, it went along quite fine. I didn't really get stuck up on anything. Um, those couple of typos weren't even really typos. They're just... Yeah, yeah it was really just like... Again, you had a shitload of typos. Very nitpicky typos. Yeah, I just had like a couple of weird wording situations with double negatives and yeah. saying the same thing twice, but... Story went through fine. I didn't really have a problem with it. I I kind of wanted him to address the fact that he is now a Campbell to a point, um, but that's about it. Everything was explained. Didn't really have too much of a problem. So yeah. I recommend it. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that was this week's episode and our anniversary episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us in the comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, uh, you can also check us out on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for evil. Send him your hate tweets. <laughs> he uh, is evil. Uh, I'm at Review Cultist. Send me whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, Gamer is on uh, Xbox Live at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because well. Xbox really hates you so much. Hates the length of my name, yeah. specifically. Yeah. I mean, have you tried just going gamer in yellow? I mean, I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, you can also check. Uh, you can also uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us grow and helps us uh, or lets us know how we're doing through that way. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses that you'd like us to discuss on the show. For all and for all of our listeners uh, and any authors that have listened to our show, thank you immensely. Um, for reals, like if we if you weren't there, we wouldn't have a show. Like your stories are what keep the show going. Um, I started the show because I liked creep bosses and I wanted there to be discussion about them. And every time we get an email or a message or a comment. Good or bad, which really haven't gotten a whole lot bad. I say now. <laughs> you don't need to encourage that. <laughs> um, it, it's still like, it, like I read them all and I get heart heartened by them. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, thank you immensely from the bottom of my heart, my cultist, my little cultist heart. Um, and I'm sure the other guys do. <laughs> yes, very much so. Somewhere well, at in, least somewhere, me. Somewhere like he's giving the shifty eyes. <laughs> somewhere in that black abyss that is the star field that is Mikey. <laughs> In that evil heart of his, I'm sure he also, maybe. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, like, yeah, thank you. So, um, and for our patrons, if you, uh, on Patreon, uh, Aldente Rigamortis on Patreon, <laughs> uh, we, have, we, have, we have backer jerseys and support that. Um, but to our patrons, thank you immensely for helping keep the hosting bills at bay, those monsters beyond time and space. Want our money <laughs> to yeah, keep the lights on and keep the radio broadcast going. Um, thank you for your support. And um, uh, 
thanks to every anybody who's ever guest starred on the show um, too, like Matt and Travis from Drunk, from Ugly Talk and Drunk and the Ugly. Um, well, I mean, they just had a bit on here, so yeah, yeah, you should exactly. be thanking them. <laughs> well, it's, Matt's been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you, Matt, for for helping on the show and suggesting creep pastas for us, and for taking the time to record uh, little bits like the uh, sponsor <laughs> uh, segment. Um, thank you, Greg from Anime Daydream, for being on the show, uh, and thank you everyone else who has been on the show um, or has listened to the show. Just thank you. It's been a crazy four years. Um, so, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Silent. This is Al Dente episode 2012? No, 212 or 211. It's been 2012 episodes? <laughs> My god. Wow. That's like, that's like 10 years from now. Damn. Aren't you guys dead? I mean, I have a star field here. <laughs> Don't you guys, haven't you guys died yet? Jesus, I've just been waiting for that. <laughs> uh. That's the way this contract ends. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I know I have uh, I have like a li- like an immortal lifespan, and I'm like all about deep time. But God damn it, you humans die already. <laughs> well, Did you ever read the fine print, Mikey? It's when all the humans die. It's like God damn it. <laughs> He goes on like a murdering spree, so we're killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>